This Is Life podcast, a podcast dedicated to health, wellness, my personal experiences, and stories in the realest way possible. This podcast is about cutting the BS and sharing everything. Nothing is off limits here. We'll be diving deeper into the latest health trends, crazy travel stories, and share some real sassy talk. Behind the perfect highlight real life media likes to portray, we're all human, battling our own battles and growing through our own experiences. Let's lighten up the mood, start taking life a little less seriously, and enjoy the ride. This is life. podcast, I will be interviewing a good friend, Allison. A few years ago, Allison and I met through Instagram and have had a lot of time to chat and share our views on fitness, lifestyle, and what balance truly means to us. Allison is a bikini competitor and has competed for the past three years, going on to her fourth competitive season. And I feel like for someone who competes in a very extreme sport, she has a very balanced and realistic mindset. I don't want to share too much and take away her intro, so let me just introduce her now. Please welcome Allison to my podcast. Hello. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. <laughs> this is really exciting. Yeah, it, I'm, I'm a little nervous, not going to lie. It feels very formal and weird a little bit. <laughs> I feel like we were just on the phone. That's funny. I know. I know. All right. So hello, hello. Welcome to my podcast. I am so excited to be bringing you on as a guest. And I feel like you just have so much insight and knowledge and stuff to share just through your own personal experiences. So I am super excited to have you here today. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I'm super excited too. Yay. So why don't we just start by just telling the listeners a little bit about yourself and just like a little insight as to who you are. Okay, so um, my, my name is Allison. Um, I am a bikini competitor. Um, I am going into my fourth year of competing now. Um, I compete in the Canadian Physique Alliance and in IFBB International Pro Qualifiers. Um, I have been working out since I was 15 years old, um, but only really seriously um, working with a coach now. Um, Like I said, this is my fourth year. Um, Yeah, so that's sort of like the overview of my of my uh, fitness. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. So why don't we just dive in right away? Because I feel like a lot of the insight and stuff that I want you to share is just about how fitness in general changed your life and kind of where you came from to where you are now and what you have done to get there. All right. Well, when I started in the fitness industry, um, it was like, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I just knew that I wanted to work out. I knew that I loved being strong. I knew I loved fit. And so um, like my first job in the fitness industry was working in a gym in college. And, uh, you know, I, I even remember in my interview and they're like, oh, well, what, what sports did you do? And I'm like, well, I didn't really do any sports cause I'm not very good at sports, but I'm, but I, but I just love being athletic. Um, you know, I do I like boot camp. I like, I like working out. I like doing pushups every single morning and running around the track every single morning before school and high school. And they're like, oh, but you didn't do any sports. I'm like, no, I just move my body. And they're like, oh, okay. Um, and so that was kind of like my introduction to um, actually working in a gym and being around it all the time. Um, before that, I would just, like I said, do push-ups in my room every morning before school, run around the track, do sit-ups, um, do chin-ups on my brother's chin-up bar, um, and just long-distance running, anything I could do to move. Um, I could just, I just could not have the coordination ever to catch a ball. My parents tried and like, I would just end up with like broken fingers. So um, I just found other ways <laughs> to like stay active. Um, yeah. And it actually really bothered me growing up. Cause I, like, I always thought like, I know I'm athletic. I know I'm strong. Like I just, I just couldn't do team sports. I just didn't have the coordination for it. So, um, 
you know, it wasn't really until I found bodybuilding that I ever felt like an athlete. Um, and it was my coach who was the first person who ever called me an athlete. And yeah. uh, I cried. I was so happy. <laughs> um, That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I guess, like, how I found <laughs> bodybuilding, though, um, you know, like, I'd always wanted to, to, you know, feel strong and look strong. Like, I just always wanted, like, my body to reflect being an athlete because I always felt like I was supposed to be one. Um, and then one, one day, I, like, I met someone who had done a competition and I saw a photo and I think I was 22 at the time. And I just was like, tell me everything. And uh, I don't know who her coach was or what she did, but she basically was just like, well, you work out a lot and all I ate was chickens and yams and cinnamon. And I'm like, really, that's it? And she's like, yeah, pretty much. And I was like, all right, I'm sold, I'm in. If that's what it takes, I love working out. I'm like, I could do that. Like, I didn't really get it. I thought it was like completely crazy. Um, but yeah, like I just sat down with her for coffee and she suggested um, a coach other than the one she worked with. She's like, well, I heard this one's the best in town. So I called him and uh, met up with him right away and was completely terrified. Um, but I was like, all right, I guess I'm doing this. And then that was it. I never really looked back. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And that was your only coach, too. That you've yeah, ever had. I've been with the yeah. same coach ever since. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll plug him if that's OK. Go for it. Yeah. So it's custom built training. Um, so I just I love the way he coaches and uh, very happy, very happy being on the being on the team. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. It's amazing how just a, a specific sport can just change your whole view on yourself and in your body and fitness. And just because the view of bodybuilding is strength, like, although the whole competing aspect of things, sometimes you do feel weak from, you know, just dieting and stuff like that to get to that point of looking, quote unquote, strong. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it's crazy how just seeing yourself with with a lean body and being able to see your muscles physically, it makes you feel very strong as a person. Yeah. I think, um, it's very like interesting to, um, oh my God, it's just so interesting that you say that because like in high school, like I said, I would run around the track. I would just do push-ups, do sit-ups. And I remember when I started doing that and chin-ups and eating healthy and training every day just on my own, I gained 10 pounds and it was mm -hmm. pretty much all muscle. And literally within a few months at 15 years old, the whole school was calling me like mini Hulk and pipes. And I was, <laughs> and I like on one hand, I loved it. I was like, holy shit, I'm strong. This is, this is fucking awesome. Um, can I swear on your podcast? <laughs> it's you. Go for it. <laughs> I'm like, this is who you are. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. I'm so strong. But, um, it also got to me like, a, like some of the guys were like, oh, you're more buff than I am. And, and you have huge arms. Like, oh my God, you're so jacked. And, and it actually really got to me. And that's, to be yeah. honest, a big part of where that pressure to become skinny comes when you're a teenage girl. So, um, yeah. unfortunately like really my fitness journey did take a really dark turn at that point I think I was 17 um so I guess that's like yeah. the next step yeah absolutely attention yeah. attention this is a test of the parallel system please disregard all bell signs and tones I repeat this is a test of the parallel <laughs> system only. thank you one moment <laughs> oh! <laughs> the fire alarm is just a test I like how this is happening during the podcast. <laughs> I know. I think that might be the only one, though. That's okay, actually I hope so. You can keep it in if it's this short. It's all good. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Okay. A little sidetrack there. We're all good. Okay. Um, so you were saying that around the age of 17, you feel like your kind of fitness journey or the, the path that you were on kind of took a little turn. Yeah. Like just not a very good place kind of thing. Yeah. So basically like, um, I had an eating disorder for like, I would say 12 years. It was very on and off and it's kind of hard to say if it was ever really quote unquote that bad because I mean, how do you say what's that bad? Was I hospitalized? No. Um, you know, was I sick? No, but was I suffering and was I hurting myself? Yes, in so many ways. Um, 
so it kind of started actually when I was like 12 years old and I don't really know where it came from. I don't know. Um, I can't pinpoint a certain moment in my life, but, um, you know what, like I had, uh, always sort of just not really been sure of my body because growing up, I always was quite muscular naturally. And Mm -hmm. like, I just felt like I looked different than the other kids, even when I was a kid. Um, and, uh, yeah, but I just, I loved feeling strong on the other hand. Like, it just felt great to feel strong. Um, but, yeah, like, when I was 15 and I just started getting into training and I loved it more than anything and, like, man, my body responded. Like, I put on muscle easily. Yeah, um, actually, yeah, newbie <laughs> Yeah, newbie gains. Yeah, um, especially, like, as a teenager. But, yeah, what like, when I started getting made fun of and bullied, and sure, like, some of my friends probably weren't actually trying to be mean, but it really got to me and uh and I think like I started to focus on being thin more than more than being strong strong. and um I still kept up with running and I still ate healthy food um I still ate meals every day and snacks every day but like I started prioritizing foods that I deemed were healthy and wouldn't want to eat foods that I deemed were unhealthy and if Mm -hmm. I did I would purge and so um you know, it was, it was always sort of like kept a secret as well. Like I never talked to anyone about it or told anyone about it. And I figured I was fine because I was prioritizing health. Yeah, so absolutely. I didn't really know, you know, especially at that age, like you just don't really know better and you don't, you don't realize that there's something, that there's something wrong, like something bigger. Um, absolutely. So yeah, like I, and I spent so many years just sort of yo-yoing back and forth between trying to be normal and fit in with other kids especially as I graduated high school and went to college going out and people are grabbing a burger and fries well I wouldn't want to be left out um but then there'd be guilt associated with it and not having the proper knowledge um of nutrition too so you just like I just felt so lost for such a long time mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. for sure yeah definitely been in those shoes for sure it's uh guilt can really take over sometimes and and the stress that you put on yourself for if you're not feeling guilty then you put stress on yourself feeling like you should feel guilty even if you aren't feeling guilty and it's just this vicious cycle that just it just continues and continues it's crazy so when you got into competing um so you got into competing pretty much four years ago now um and when you started competing, where were you in regards to your past eating disorder and how did competing change that and get you to where you are now? Okay. So yeah, that's like the perfect bridge because after my, um, you know, after graduating, uh, university, like I went to architecture school, actually, that's what I do is architectural design. Um, Mm -hmm. so it was a very demanding program. Like, very 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 demanding um you didn't sleep at least one night a week you were pulling an all-nighter um and so you know like I was trying to stay as healthy as I could um and I was always known as the girl that would like have a jar of peanut butter in her uh in her desk like we had (laughs) access to our own desks and like own design stations for like you know building models and working on our like designs um so we had our own setup and drawers and shelves and and everything and I was always the one with like bags of fruit and vegetables and peanut butter and protein bars and the whole thing and so I did the best that I could but um you know being you know a lot of people in in the bodybuilding and fitness industry are um can be like I would say like I don't want to use the word obsessive but maybe like perfectionistic and so just trying to keep up with everything I became really sick you know trying to keep Mm -hmm. going to the gym and trying to work hard and trying to get straight A's and, and everything, um, you know, like somewhere in one of the spokes in the wheel is going to fail. And, um, you know, while I successfully graduated my program, um, you know, and won awards for my work, um, and ate healthy food, unfortunately, like the, the not sleeping, like my health basically failed me. And so when I, um, I got a kidney infection, I just like worked myself too hard. Um, and when I went to the doctor, it was the very first time, and this was 12 years later that I, 12 years since I had eating disorder <laughs> tendencies, 
that I finally told a doctor, I don't eat enough. And he just looked at me, he's like, well, how are you going to get better? If you don't have any nutrients, how's your body going to heal itself? And it was Mm -hmm. as if it was the first time I'd ever heard it. And it literally just hit me like a train. And I went, oh my God, I'm done. I'm, I'm done with it. And I just stopped my eating disorder cold turkey and in a way I mean it never really leaves you but no more restricting and no more binging and definitely no more purging Mm -hmm. at least that's what of course like post-show reverse dieting we can get into that later but like that's there's always aspects of that but um but yeah basically at 24 years old I just said I'm done and I just if I wanted to eat something I ate it and I, mm-hmm. it was a long process of gaining weight. And for about a year straight, I just gained continuously and I just gained 20 pounds and I just watched it pile on. And in a way I just said, like, I have no choice but to get comfortable with this. And mm-hmm. uh, eventually I'll have to like figure out if my body's battle or if this is the body I'm really supposed to have. Uh, but I, I gained a lot of weight, like a lot nothing fit people were commenting I wouldn't take photos of myself I don't even have any from like that one year life mm-hmm. um and honestly slowly but surely I feel like I just built myself up um I you know I I still I was prioritizing health I still worked out I still would prioritize healthy meals um but there came a point when I'd been in that body long enough that I said okay I I want to make a change now I feel like recovered at least from whatever that disaster was that was university and and trying to keep up with my but um yeah so we basically just started reading articles um I went on cut cut and jacked.com <laughs> and looked at all the bodybuilding yeah. interviews on <laughs> bodybuilding.com oh, yeah. um yeah like all the old school pages the old forums where like people would be asking questions and posting pictures um yeah even and magazines like I would buy bodybuilding magazines and oxygen fitness magazines and I bought a muscle and fitness hers 360 guide it taught you every workout compound movements how to create a workout split nutritional information and I literally referred to it as my bible and I used that for a few years and I finally hit a point where I said I think I can do this I think I can find finally move forward and that brought me to finding a coach so yeah it's kind of the whole journey I guess (laughs) yeah no honestly it's it it blows my mind how there's just so much free knowledge out there for people and anyone who wants to get started with even just building a healthier lifestyle competing like I know there's a lot of false information too on magazines that you do have to filter out but for the most part, if you are actually doing your research and you are, you know, making sure that you're, the source that you're reading from is a solid source, there's so much free information out there for anyone who wants to get started. And there's yeah. just no excuses. If you know, if you're unhappy with, with where you are and you know that you need to change, you just need to get on it and, and make the change. No one's going to do yeah. it for you. So, and that's pretty much what you did with, with realizing like, okay, I've, kind of hit a breaking point with my health and I need to move forward or I'm not going to move forward exactly like it if you want if you want it to happen you've got to do it yourself and like I just like I would literally spend hours and hours and hours just reading every single interview um Mm -hmm. in every single article um and then you know I this was even before YouTube was like super popular um this was like literally like <laughs> school like bodybuilding like interviews that I would like read and analyze and it was all like super bro science like I eat chicken and yams and tuna and like vegetables oh, portion and, and weight there out I and... was yeah there I was university like in my like dorm room kitchen the one eating like chicken and yams and like oatmeal and protein bars and I was like the only one but I just did anything I could to to like move closer to the lifestyle I knew I wanted to live so even though I had literally had no idea I would ever be a bodybuilder so yeah yeah. and probably everyone else through that time was eating like quote-unquote dorm food and microwave meals craft dinner like all the not to say I didn't eat that yeah I definitely ate that food too (laughs) 
Yeah, no, of course. But it's just crazy. Like when you, especially when you're just trying to, you're trying to build better habits for yourself and having to deal with people around you that really just don't care that much. It can be, it can add some barriers for sure. (laughs) It tests you a lot. (laughs) Tests your willpower for sure. Yeah. So after, so from that time to your last year of competing, um, because yeah. I mean, I've pretty much followed your entire journey of competing from the start to yeah. this <laughs> past year. And even without talking to you, just seeing how you just portray yourself and how your whole views on fitness and everything like that within the industry and your body image and and just the way that you see exercise and stuff like that now, it's like incredible how much it's just changed over yes. that three years of just being in the industry. So within your last year of competing, what are some things that you noticed, like positive things that you noticed, if you can think of any off the top of your head, um, sorry to put you on the spot, <laughs> of, of things that you noticed that have really transformed from your first year of competing in a positive way? So whether it's um, mindset or whatever. Well, in terms of, I'll start with training, just because this is a simple one, I can just get it out of the way. But in terms of training, um, when you want to get involved in training, you know, when you start and you're really interested, you literally do whatever you can. Like, I just remember being like, I want to do something really hard. And I didn't know. So I'd go to a boot camp and I'd leave like shaking violently. And then (laughs) I'd go to the gym and I'd try to re- create like the moves that I'd done in that boot camp like but it's plyometrics or like medicine ball slams or whatever I did um and then I did another boot camp one time that was like you know focused on like on like a body pump sort of like weight training moves and it had all these little weights that you use so I'd go to the gym and I would do those too and like you know this was like yeah this was like 10 years ago (laughs) and so um but slowly but surely like your experience does build over time and everything that you ever do sort of compounds on itself and you have a library in your head of things you can do if you want to work out and want to move um and you know like over the years you learn what's more efficient what works for you um what you like to do what you know works for your body um, if there's certain exercises you do that you don't recover well. So I think in the in terms of training in the last year in particular, I have like completely like dramatically changed my approach to training. Um, you know, like I work with a coach for my for my competition prep. Um, and that's where I've learned like the majority of my like true training knowledge. Um, and then I started doing a lot of research um, on my own and just experimenting in my off seasons. You know, I've the, uh, this is my third off season now so um and I would say this off season I have seen the most significant change um just finding you know like the right types of splits for me Mm -hmm. the right types of workouts workouts I know you know like movements that I know work um incorporating more compound movements progressive overload progressive overload is absolutely huge prioritizing that um Mm -hmm. prioritizing rest so the training has been really fun (laughs) so that's sort of like what I've learned the most in training Um, and then in terms of mindset, this year alone has really changed. It it sort of hit me, I guess this is a very like bodybuilding specific, um, thing when it comes to mindset. I, you could apply it to anything that you're passionate about in your life if you really want to go for it. Like, but I remember this is about a year and a few months ago now when I walked off stage from my fifth competition and I went, I actually think I have a place in this sport. And I know now, like in my heart that, um, that I want to be doing this sport, that I want to give it my all, that I want to dedicate myself to it for the next few years of my life Mm -hmm. and just do everything I can. Cause if I don't, I know I'm going to regret it. And like, it really hit me like it, like a ton of bricks, like, Mm-hmm. And I said, like, if I don't do this, I will regret it the rest of my life because I'm young now, I'm capable now, so um, I just have to go for it. And I mean, this is very, ex- like I said, this is an extreme example because bodybuilding is like a 24 7 sport, 365 days a year. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I've been living that, and it's because it's what I'm like most passionate about. But I do think you could apply this to anything. 
Um, like if you find something that you love that much, that you love doing that much, then you can go like, go for it, do it. Don't, don't hold back. Don't like hold back. Even, even when I did, I remember saying like, I'm going to make 2019 the year that I give this sport my absolute all just like this whole yeah. year. Cause I walked off stage like a year and a few months ago, the end of my 2018 season. And I said, I'm going to give the next year every single day, like every yeah. single decision I make is I'm going to ask myself, like, will this help my next year? Mm-hmm. And I did it. And I do not regret it. Did I win first place? No. But do I regret every sacrifice I made? Like, no. And I think that's like the biggest change in my mindset personally, um, was just deciding mm-hmm. to go for it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. I mean, it's a great way to look at the sport and, and just that, so many people are just so focused on that first place finish and obviously everyone wants to win. That's the reality of a competitive sport, but you also have to realize that you're also winning for yourself. It's not, it's not for, you know, we're all winning in in our own way and whether you win first place or you come last, it's all about just giving your best, the absolute best you can in the moment at that time, at that period of your life which is the mindset that everyone needs to have for the sport in order to be successful, which is what you have. It's so true. Like when I think about my next year, like my goal is to win and I'm strategically picking shows that I can a afford B um, are scheduled close together so that I'm only prepping once, but you get to do more shows at once. You're not prolonging your prep. Like I'm, which mm-hmm. ones do I know are there are more pro cards available at? Um, which ones like have I seen the judges before? Have they seen me before? Um, stuff like that. Like I'm literally doing everything I can to think about like how can I win? But mm-hmm. when the season's over, like whether or not I won is the last thing on my mind. Like when I think about my 2019 year, I'm just so happy with like how it went. I was like over the moon to get third place at nationals. So like mm-hmm winning like I consider it like I'm like oh yeah I won I won third like I don't say like I lost yeah yeah no first and second right so um (laughs) yeah I I don't know I guess I don't really like on on one hand all I think about is winning because I I have a goal um but on the other hand like I don't think about winning at all because like I just love what I'm doing and if I don't if I didn't love it then like I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing and like dedicating my entire life to it so yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you are in your you're not in your off season anymore are you you're starting no I'm still in my off season my prep still in your off season a couple months yeah in a couple months okay so um from now until your prep and then for your prep is your training going to change much or what does your training currently look like okay so I'm actually like in a very cool very cool spot and something that like I would love to talk about I'm actually doing a mini cut and I hate the word mini cut I don't know if you I just posted on my story like yesterday ranting about this yes. for like yes. 15 minutes straight um no it's good share with okay. everyone because everyone needs to hear this it. so like ugh, all right I when I finish a show and I reverse diet there's a target here's the thing if you've never done a show before then you have no idea how much you're supposed to weigh I mean I say supposed to weigh like as if there's some magic number there's not Mm -hmm. um I've done seven shows so I can realistically give myself an estimate of what I'm quote-unquote supposed to weigh on stage so um only when you have a lot of data and a lot of experience with dieting should you focus on the scale. Um, everybody says, don't focus on the scale, don't focus on the scale. Well, yes, but also, like, if you're in an extreme sport where you're, you know, working around body composition and you have, like I said, enough data to actually analyze what you, like, the targets you're aiming for, then can you focus on the scale? <laughs> um Cause like, I, I don't like throwing numbers out to people of what they think they need to weigh for a stage. But for me, I know that when I'm on stage, I'm somewhere from like 111 to 112 pounds, something like that. Um, I would think I was 114 my first 
uh, five shows, 113 or 114, and then my last few shows I was 111 or 112, so I kind of know what I'm going to weigh on stage. And then I've done a few off-seasons now, so I kind of know what I'm going to weigh in the off-season. Um, and this off-season, I reverse-dieted, um, and I all of a sudden had a PTSD episode, that something else, like, that I can share another time, maybe. But, like, <laughs> so I basically, like, had to stop cardio. And I, I didn't even realize, like, why I couldn't do cardio until months later and it was because like I didn't want my heart rate elevated because it would you know induce anxiety and mm-hmm. and anxiety and high heart rate does not go well together so I basically stopped cardio and I just gained a bunch more weight this off season than I wanted to um and I fought the urge to diet so hard um you know every five pounds I gained I wanted to start a diet to get it off and I just said like no like you can't just start a diet like you're not thinking mm-hmm. clearly you need to wait until you've your weight has settled you need to wait until you're feeling better um and that was one of the hardest things mentally that i've ever had to do to be honest just watching the scale go up and it, it wasn't going up like crazy um but for being 111 pounds on stage and gaining 24 pounds um like that's a that's a lot on a small frame mm-hmm. and it, like, it's not all fat there's muscle, glycogen, like water, you know. <laughs> um, so I just uh, I just had to keep telling myself every day, like, no, you can't just start a diet just because you're feeling bad right now. Like, you really mm-hmm. need to analyze and step back and actually look at the situation and see, like, do I really need to do this? Or am I just coming from a dysmorphic place or, like, a disorder, like disordered place um, mm-hmm. when looking at myself? And so I finally hit a point where I had weighed the same weight, about, you know, 22 pounds up from stage. I did hit, like, 24 pounds only a few days and kind of around Christmas, so we'll see anyway. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I sat there for, like, almost a whole month at that weight. And I finally, like, after a whole month of being, like, am I comfortable here? No. Am I comfortable here? No. Um and I thought maybe like all the other weight increments that I gained and did get used to that I'd get used to it too. But um, I finally was at a point where I was like, okay, I just want to like lose maybe a couple pounds and feel better. So I just yeah. started a mini cut. And like, I do not like the word because I find a lot of like social media and the term mini cut um, is typically used by people that like want to stay perpetually lean like and I'm I'm talking like quite lean um, mm-hmm. maybe Nearly not lean. maybe like not quite stage lean but lean enough that like you know they're posting their body every day um, which there's nothing wrong with that but but in like a look at how lean I am way um, yeah. also nothing wrong with that like some people just have that body but I didn't want my diet to come from that place and I don't want to preach doing diets to come from that place. So um, I felt like really guilty actually to even think about doing a mini cut, but, uh, but I stopped and I analyzed and I thought like, no, some of this weight gain was more than I needed to gain more than I wanted to gain. I've been here long enough to know that I just want to like do a a little bit of a body recomp. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I'm just on like, a new training program with my coach. I started up with him early. I normally do my entire own off season. Um, yeah, I've started up with him and I am on week three of my new program. So um, we're just looking to lose literally a couple pounds, but like we've talked about it. And even today he texted me and was like, we don't want to do this too quick. Like you have put on so much muscle in the last five months. Like we don't want to lose any of that. Like we just want you to feel mm-hmm. a little better. Um, tighten up or even just get your body moving again and get back into doing cardio um and then like keep building you into your next prep so so Mm -hmm. that's kind of uh, that's the approach anyway sorry that was super long (laughs) if you're going to do a cut in the middle of your off season that you have to ask yourself if it's going to help you um like i do not want to lose any of the muscle i've built like but it's all in my booty. I want to keep that for my next show season. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, no, and I think it comes from just having, you know, a very 
good mindset and strong mindset and realistic mindset too, because I know weight in general and losing weight in general honestly has a pretty big stigma around it and feeling like it's, it's either quote unquote bad or everyone's doing it. And the thing is like, I've been in a place as well where not, not about how I look, but how I feel and how my body moves. And I know once I hit a certain weight, I feel a lot more lethargic. I feel a lot more lower energy because I, I'm a small body. I'm only like five foot three. Like I'm not a tall person. I'm a tiny person. I maybe have a more solid frame, but I know personally, and I know talking to lots of other people that once you hit a certain weight, it's not about the weight anymore. It's about how you feel and how your body moves. And especially when you're an athlete, like that's a huge part of being an athlete. It just has to come from the right mindset and not, you know, I have to be this small in order to look a certain way, you know? Yeah, totally. And actually you just like reminded me of something. Um, it's a, like when you said how you feel and how your body moves. And like I said, like when I abruptly stopped my cardio, I went from doing, you know, cardio sometimes twice a day. Absolutely none. Um, mm-hmm. Like it just, it just, I just started to feel like I wasn't an athlete. But you know, at that, that point, like when I weighed the most in this office, training the hardest. I was only training four days a week, but I was doing extremely heavy compound movements, lifting heavier than ever before I put on the most muscle I still like I still look at the photos and don't think I look bad but I knew I didn't feel right and like it it wasn't until I started cardio again that I was like oh yeah I forgot what this feels like I feel like an athlete again and it only took like two weeks and I was like shit I feel great like yeah so just feeling too um and I haven't any weight but I can I feel better and I can even see changes just in the way my body is holding like it just seems to be flushing out the water now so um so that's mm-hmm. great like and I I think he even said on my story like if I do this mini cut and I don't even lose any weight but I feel better then I'm happy then it's successful um so exactly. it, like again so like it, it can be about the weight if it's in the right place or in this case the weight might not even matter so yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so I just have a few more questions here. Um, just the last one about fitness. And that is what was or what has been your biggest learning curve um, when it comes to competing and the fitness industry in general? Oh, a learning curve. <laughs> um, I would say like the mindset is a big one. Um yeah it's a big one like when it comes to why you do it like I said when when I started um I think I would have been so much more insecure about my placings or if I had a stage photo taken of me that wasn't good or if I messed up on my diet I would feel like I was a failure at my plan or, um, or if I, you know, if I'd messed up something up once that I would say to myself, like, oh, well, you're not even cut out for this, then if you can't do it and, and question myself a lot. Um, and like yeah. the more and more, you, the more and more you get into it, like just sort of realize, like, if you're doing everything you can possibly do, then you are giving this 100% and you're 100% would be different than somebody else's, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, like I would say that like in terms of mindset, like that was the, like that was a big learning curve. It took me a long, long time to just say like, you are worthy of trying, you know, like you're allowed to mm-hmm. want this. And I think that took a long time too. Um, it took me five shows to go, okay, I'm actually going to go for it. Whereas like some yeah. people, and I would kind of compare sometimes, like I'd be like, wow, like they're so dedicated to this. How do they know yeah. if they're going to be good? Were they already good? Like, did they have better genetics? And did they look better in their first shows? I wouldn't know. But I I guess, like, I just saw them acting like a professional in their sport. And whereas me, like, I always felt like an outsider. Like, like in, in some ways, I don't really feel like I was meant for this sport. But the moment my heart felt I wanted to do this, then I realized, like, okay, I can be meant for this sport, too. 
do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, I don't want to say ugly duckling. Like I think I looked back on myself. <laughs> I was ugly, but it's kind of like that story in a way. Like, I mean, I came from like an eating disorder and literally stopping working out because I didn't want to yeah. like look manly and then gaining like a ridiculous amount of weight and like mm-hmm. myself in photos and not even looking remotely athletic or strong or fit at all. Like I just was completely like quote unquote normal. Um, mm-hmm. And so I just felt like always kind of like the underdog, I guess is like a, is a better word. Like I did my first show. I didn't place. I did my second show. Mm-hmm. I didn't qualify for provincials. I did my next show. I didn't place. I did my next show. And I finally got a placing like, and then my fifth show, I finally won a show. Like it took me a long time to be like, okay, you know, you can go for this. You're allowed to, to just go for it. And so, yeah, I say that the biggest mindset is like, just you're worthy right from day one. The moment you decide mm-hmm. to do a show, the moment you decide to do a powerlifting competition or sign up for a triathlon, or even just go to the gym, like you're worthy to be there because mm-hmm. anyone that ever started was just a person who decided to try it one day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It kind of reminds me of um, a quote. I think it's something Sarah's Day. I don't know if you know Sarah's Day. Um, she's an Australian fitness influencer, okay. whatever you want to call it. Um, but something that she says a lot is act confident and no one will question you. And I love that quote because I think it's just so, it's very powerful. And a lot of people really struggle with, like what you were saying, feeling like the underdog and feeling like you're just not cut out for the sport or whatever it is that you're doing, but you just have to be confident in yourself. And I don't want to say fake it till you make, fake it till you make it. Cause I'm not really like the biggest fan of that expression, yeah. but <laughs> but I know what, but you know, you know what I'm saying is just like you just have to act confident and you will be confident you just have to believe in yourself with whatever yeah. it is that you that you go for you just have to believe in yourself and yeah. even if you have because a lot of the times you don't feel confident because you're just there's fear there's fear that's in the way you're you don't yeah. know what people are going to think and you're you're nervous and there's a lot of fears and just, there's just a lot of fears in general and and what's going to happen it's the fear of the unexpected or the unknown, but just got to act confident and go for yeah, it. <laughs> you do. And like, you have to believe in yourself, but also like one thing that you have to do is, is to be around the people that believe in you. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for example, the whole like act confident um, or like the fake it till you make it or just deciding that you're worthy and deciding you can do it. And um like, even after my coach said, like, you're an athlete, like, you know, you've got to train and eat like one. It took me, like, a freaking year to call myself an athlete. Yeah. So I was like, no, I'm not yet. What are you talking about? I've been with you for, like, a few months. I'm, like, a potato. Like, <laughs> like what are you talking about? Literally, though. But, like, it was, like, instilling, like, the seeds that would, like, grow in my mind. Seriously. And, like, yeah. um, I, for example, I do like some singing and songwriting on the side. And it's always just like, when I say on the side, I'm talking like really like small scale. Um, but I have a friend who's a professional singer songwriter. And yeah. when we went to this music conference once and I was just really interested. So I just went for fun. Like, you know, this is her career. And I was like, well, I like singing. So I'll just go with you. And she yeah. would introduce me to people. Oh, this is Allison. She's a singer songwriter too. And I was like, what? I am? And she's like, <laughs> You, you you love singing. You've been singing your whole life and you like writing songs. And I was just like, wow. Like, I was really touched when she said that. Um, yeah. And, the, you know, the same thing when my coach called me an athlete. I went, oh, my God, like, you believe in me. Um, and, what well, like, when you find, and even other friends that were in the industry and they said, like, you can do this, you know, like, you you have what it takes. And I went, Really? Do like, do yeah. I, do I really like completely <laughs> like had no clue that I'd ever make it anywhere. Um, yeah. and they're like, like, yeah. And so I just into that and like, think about that all the time. And, you know, like I've just started coaching myself actually. And 
like I already look at my my clients never done a show before like they've been training for years um like they're they're in amazing shape already I feel blessed to like have a client like my first client like that um Mm -hmm. but they're training for their first show and I already look at them as if they're already a competitor because Mm -hmm. I believe in them Mm -hmm. they're like really am I and I just like see like my old self in that I'm like yes yes very much you are like you're you've already decided to do it you're already successful you already are a competitor so like if you're out there on a sign yeah like literally if you're out there and you want to sign up for a 5k and you go out training you're a long distance runner like straight up just tell yourself that because you are like you're out there doing it there's people that look up to you and going you're training for a marathon even if you've never done one Go, oh my god I'd love to do that one day like people look up to you even if you haven't even done it yet just because you're trying Mm-hmm. Like the, the fact that you're out there taking your first steps is like one of the most inspiring things that somebody else might see. So yeah. I think that's like I love that. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> um. So with your fitness right now, what are your current goals? Okay. Well, in in short, because this podcast is getting long. In short, okay, I just have a few more long. questions. Um, <laughs> So, like, I really want to bench 100 pounds, and I don't think it's going to happen because I have, like, an old sort of nagging elbow injury, and I'm just, like, not going to do it. I'm not going to, like, hurt myself, but I was close. I got really close to benching 100 pounds, so we'll see. Like, that's just, like, a like a lifelong goal. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, you'll get really there bench. for sure. 100%. I know yeah. you will. <laughs> one day um and so yeah my goals for 2020 in competing are to compete on stage um I would like to win a pro card not because I just want to have one and say I have one but because I like truly want to compete as a pro and be a professional athlete like I said it's just I feel it like in my blood that like I'm meant to be an athlete and so mm-hmm. I just think for me it's really more about being a professional, living as a professional, being exemplary ambassador for the sport as a professional. So for me, like, that's why I want a pro card. Um, and if I don't get one, I'm also super happy. Like I said, if I like walk away losing this year, it's not losing to me, it's winning. So I'm just happy to go compete. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm planning on doing hopefully three shows and traveling for all of them, which is super cool. So Toronto, yes. Vegas, and London, England. So we'll oh see. Oh my gosh. I know. So that's so um, exciting. And other, yeah. And other than that, like my personal goals is uh, just like getting my coaching business officially going. So yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. I'm so excited for you. Last thing I want to touch on before we finish this up okay. um, is just. Outside of fitness, what are your other passions and what are your other interests? So I know we have yeah. gone on some outdoor adventures together and oh, it's yeah. crazy that we met like a few years ago through Instagram. Like, yeah, it's crazy how social media connects people. But yeah, yeah so-, so outside of fitness, what are your interests and what do you enjoy doing? Okay, well, I do architectural design as a, you know, full-time pay-the-bills career. Um, I also, like, really like the work that I do. Um, you know, architecture is pretty neat because you're kind of designing for the communities and for people that are going to be living and working and existing in the buildings you design. So that, like, I think that's really, I'm, like, happy with the career that I chose outside of bodybuilding. Um, and I grew up doing musical theater. And, uh you know, like, it was always just, like, a community theater level and high school shows and a few, a few shows here and there, like, um, just right after high school. And then it sort of went on the back burner from university. Um, Mm -hmm. And then an opportunity to be in a comedy burlesque show came up. And uh, so now I do burlesque performing. And it's always, um, you know, like, I guess it's called Nerdlesque. It's sort of like a <laughs> neo-burlesque, new burlesque. Um, it'll be themed like Harry Potter burlesque or Star Wars or, you know, like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> it's really fun. I've got a couple shows coming up. Um, I can my off season when I'm in prep. It's just like, they're a lot of work. Like you're singing, you're dancing, you're taking your clothes off. <laughs> so... <laughs> it's just like I don't want to be like 
I don't have any boobs when I'm in prep, so it's, like, less fun to be up there on stage. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, That's awesome. And uh, what else do I like to do? Yeah, I like singing and, yeah, climbing mountains, you know? Like, we've gone in a few hikes together, so yeah. I love the outdoor well. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so we are going to finish this episode up, and I okay. want to ask you in a few words – what would you tell anyone who is wanting to get started in the fitness industry? This is a short and sweet. What, okay. was, what would be your biggest piece of advice to anyone getting started? My biggest piece of advice is, I think I kind of had said it, is that, you know, if you find someone that believes in you and you've ever heard, like, one voice just say like mm-hmm. I believe in you and you can do this like just cling to that, that thought mm-hmm. literally like it wasn't until other people believed in me that I went oh really like I can and I did and uh mm-hmm. and so even if it's a stranger that's like you know putting out like writing a book even if you read a book that's like motivational like those people are talking to you like mm-hmm. any person listens completely like valid and worthy to be listening to those words so if you hear those words they literally are meant for you so believe them and hold on to them and value them and respect them yeah yes oh I love that so much (laughs) it's so true (laughs) you just gotta believe in yourself yeah yeah all right (laughs) oh that was so much fun chatting oh my gosh honestly I feel like we could have gone on for hours (laughs) I know like, there's so, I feel like minutes I, longer, I, something like that surface. yeah I know this is literally just the surface but anyways that was oh that was such an amazing episode I'm so excited to share that with everybody I just wanted to quickly tag you or um plug, plug, plug you think. plug you yeah yeah <laughs> I think of that so yeah. tell the listeners where they can best find you Okay. You're on Instagram mostly, right? I'm on Instagram mostly. Um, so my Instagram is Allison and Fitness, Allison with one L. Um, that I'll is put that in the show notes as well. Okay, cool. That's my primary page. And I'm working on my coaching website, which is physiquebydesign.ca. Um, not if it's launched yet, but like it will be. And I just really wanted to plug it because I'm so excited and it's something I've been wanting to do for years. So yeah. Yes. But find me on Instagram. That's where you can find me. Um, yeah, I'll leave all that in the show notes for okay. everyone to find for you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. This was great. Yeah, thank you for joining me today. All right. So we have made it to the end of this episode. Thank you so, so much for being here today. If you made it to the end, I'm guessing you enjoyed, which is absolutely incredible. And it would mean the world to me if you gave this podcast a review or a rating on whatever platform you listen to it on. Anyways, I have so many more incredible episodes that I cannot wait to share with you. So until then, thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you in the next one. Cheers, guys. (laughs) 